coming up on Art Palace. Like, I feel like if I had that on, I would always have three little friends with me everywhere I went. Those, like, creepy little gull guys would just be like my buddies. Welcome to Art Palace, produced by Cincinnati Art Museum. This is your host, Russell Eyrig. Here at the Art Palace, we meet cool people and then talk to them about art. Today's cool person is artist and educator, Pam Kravitz. So, um, you know, some people might not be as familiar with what you do. I don't actually know how I'm familiar with what you do. You're just like <laughs> a person that I feel like I've, I've been aware of for a while and you do a lot of different things, I feel like, and I see you around. Um, I don't know. What, how do you describe yourself? Wow, that's a great question. Um, okay, so I'm a visual artist and I'm an art educator as well. My main uh, purpose or my idea or why you see me everywhere is I have FOMO. That's it. I do. <laughs> I have the fear of missing out. And we have so many great things going on in Cincinnati that I don't want to miss a thing. So that's why I am everywhere all the time. No matter. <laughs> Sometimes I think I'm at two places at once. Yeah. Just because I don't want to. I'm, I'm terrible. I don't want to go to Instagram or Facebook and, and look at something and think, hey, wait, why wasn't I there? Yeah. But um, what I also do is I build community through art. And I work with lots of different artists and lots of different medias and lots of organizations. I've worked with the CAM and CAC and the Carnegie um, 21C recently and Artworks. I'm on the board of, I'm one of the trustees. So I I think that's the thing. I, I, I live my art, I am my art and most recently I've become uh, dressing like my art and I tell my stories through my clothing and through my performative pieces. Yeah, I mean that was, that's sort of, if I was to describe you, I would definitely say you you're the idea of clothing is a big part of it and sort of dressing in a certain way, but I don't necessarily, like I would say it's a character, but then I don't think it is a character, is it? No, I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> like I just was like, I don't think it's like a put on. Like I think that's just like you, right? It's, it's pretty authentic. I mean, it's 100% authentic, but I have to say that um, a lot of times what I with the, with the costumes, I do kind of consider, even the way I dress on a daily basis is very costume-like, yeah. um, very playful, very girly. I um, embrace my feminine side a, a lot, and that's the tutus and the fake furs and the very colorful lipsticks. But um, a lot of times, too, what I'm doing is telling a story or be, being part of a narrative of a story I want to tell through my art. So I, you know, I love a parade. You know, I love a parade. <laughs> so sometimes my costumes or my outfits um, or my art is being in the bathtub for Arnold's, dressed like a bubble, you know, because yeah. of bathtubs and bubbles. Um, but uh, so, yeah, no, it's 100% authentic. But it's it's taken, a, it's been a, a lot of evolution. I was never comfortable with the way I looked. Mm -hmm. And I knew I didn't, I wasn't the pretty girl. And everyone around me was so pretty. And I 
I was like, I, I couldn't stand out in that way. So I, at, at a very young age, kindergarten, I got in trouble for wearing a mini skirt and go-go boots, but that was the 60s. <laughs> and um, so I was sent to the principal's office. So very early on, I think I realized I was going to be a different kind of person, a different look, because I wanted an individuality and I wanted to stand out um, in my own right. And I knew the way I see the world and I communicate is a lot of the way I look. Yeah. And giving somebody else the right or the free pass to say, be who you are, dress that, you know, dress like you feel and, and let your let your clothing um, tell the story of who you are. Yeah, there's like a, there's something about that, like uh, it becomes your armor in a way. Yes, That you can, you put on something that, and I, I guess I, I definitely... When I was younger, I was very like I would dress like I love just kind of really pushing the limits yeah. of like what I could get away with. And there was something about, I don't know, just sort of I, I, I was I was more fearless, sort of the crazier I looked. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. You know, you're right. No, I agree with you. Like yeah. there's something about that, like the more kind of outlandish I was, the more you know, I don't know. And, and I guess I'm also like a person who doesn't mind being on stage, who doesn't right. mind like, so that's all very connected that like, there's a, there's a safety in the costume. And there's this, you know, I even remember when I was in plays when I was in high school and I was very like self-conscious of my body when I was that age too. Right. And, and so maybe the things I would wear that were kind of maybe outlandish, um, as Russell would be, um, still maybe hide my body in a way that I felt okay about. Yes. Um, but I remember playing characters on stage where the costume required um, would probably have made me uncomfortable on on, on the street. Right. But yes. because I was somebody else, I was like totally okay with it. Right. And I did not think about it for one second that like I was wearing this thing that I was. And, and what's funny is like the things I was wearing are like I, that I can remember a costume being like uncomfortable about was like a sweater vest or something. Like it right. was nothing like. <laughs> that weird it wasn't that. <laughs> right like it wasn't weird it was just like i was not That's happy funny. with how i physically looked in it right. like i was just like oh i look really fat in this and i did not like that yes and so i i felt like oh this is really revealing but it was okay because i was a character You're and once character. i was in it, once i became that character that just totally melted away that I think you and I are the same person. Like we, we, <laughs> I was theater too yeah. in high school, and same thing. I, you know, and I totally embrace the costumes, and I really, you're right, but it is an armor. It is a, it's almost like your superhero power that I can show up and I can be like this, and I'm I'm safe. I'm safe yeah. in this costume. Yeah, that's, I've never thought of it like that, but you're a hundred percent right, and I I think that's to the way that I've not even knowing that that's what I was doing. Yeah. And the the body image issues and all of that stuff, of course, you know, I have those and I still have those. Um, but the way that I have learned to embrace and love my body and the way I look um, is is part of the costuming. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and, you know, I was thinking about other people, you know, I was saying, well, I'm, I, I don't think of my, I think most people are, are very nervous of being in front of people and are nervous of performing in that way that I'm not, but I've been around people who, who are kind of really, who have stage fright and are nervous. And I remember, um, 
in my previous job, um, we had this bear costume that we oh, would wear gosh. for programs. And there was uh, somebody who was very, um, very shy and who, would, who was very nervous, but she loved putting on the bear costume. Right. And she could safely <laughs> be as kind of big and as outlandish as she wanted yeah. to be in that costume because it was it was safe like fearless yeah right. and you're anonymous too yeah, you know you yeah, have yeah. this like mask over your face and you're you're totally anonymous it was basically like a mascot type costume you know and i've seen that happen with lots of people who they put on something that completely conceals them mm -hmm. and it like allows them to become somebody else and to right. like lose all inhibitions it's, I don't know if you know, did you know I was the Bearcat, the UC Bearcat mascot for no, two years? No, <laughs> I did not. I'm like the most unathletic person you will ever meet. I have two <laughs> varsity college letters, athlete letters. I actually have a, a captain's letter, which is really funny. It's like, but, but yes, I was the mascot and exactly that. I got more dates being the mascot than you can even imagine. Cause, cause you are, you just like, you know, you like put yourself out there in such a different way. But then, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I, I which blown away, got the opportunity to wear a Nick Cave oh, really? sound suit here yeah. when it was at um, CAM. Yeah. Was it five years ago, maybe? Four, yeah, five it was, years ago? Yeah, it was a little... I've been here for uh, four and a half, and it was just a little bit before I started, maybe 2012 Okay, or so. right, right. Yeah. So that was also that feeling, like yeah. putting on those incredible suits and walking around. Um, you know, people were in awe and excited, and so I was I and my friends that got this opportunity. So, yeah, definitely that concealing yourself in such a way you can totally put yourself out there yeah yeah now yeah. i don't have to do that anymore now i'm like hello here i am <laughs> take me or leave me <laughs> what's uh, i was just kind of curious when i was thinking about your description of of what you do and in the way you kind of perform and you know you think of it that it's almost like your art is just existing in the world in a way, you know, when you talk about, say, being in a parade, I mean, I guess a parade is a type of framework right. um, that we can view art, even though maybe people don't traditionally think of it that way. But is that something you're also interested in is kind of like removing the boundaries of like where we see art? Oh, I love that you say that because that is so living in my head lately. Yeah. It is so living in my head because, um, and actually somebody asked me recently, they're like, where can I see your art? I'm like, mm, well, are you going to the Bachfest parade? Because <laughs> right. it'll be in there. And yeah. and um, so I definitely am playing with those ideas now because I do want to go back to making some more of my art. Not I've never. It's been a really long time since I made art that hung on a wall. Yeah. Um, but I've made you know like those big marionette puppets I had at the CAC, very interactive and very very performative. They were performative. Mm. So I I am kind of ready to marry the idea of my art and the idea of a non-traditional space, a moment in time. That's what I love about the parades and I love about, it's like, it's that moment in time. It's, it's, you have to be there, you have to experience and, and then it goes away, which yeah. is weird. I mean, most artists, you know, you want that idea of something tangible, something concrete and, I think a lot of times what I want is that feeling that I give or get or do when I'm in that moment in time. Well, that's theater. That's theater. Right? Right. It's, that is theater. It's just for the moment right. and it's with those people and then it's gone and and you might you make a tape of it or you you know you document it but it's never the it's thing. It's never the thing. You know, right. the thing was there and it was that moment and it's gone. <laughs> and it's gone. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's definitely been brewing in my head lately. Exactly yeah. what you what you articulated way better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> what's your what's your, what's your relationship to to like drag? Oh, oh my gosh. Do you know me? Like, do you like follow me around? No, I don't. I, I never am. Met you. <laughs> I am infatuated in love, enamored in awe of drag queens. I, well, because that's what it's sort of as you're describing, and I've seen you know some of your your costumes and your performances. I kind of feel like this is a kind of drag, it right? Kind of drag. I mean, it it's is. it's like the I I I mean, obviously the the idea of and I, I think there are female drag queens too who are not like a drag king but like there that is becoming more of a thing where there are female drag queens who basically like I am going to play this because the whole idea is this like exaggerated right. femininity that's like over the top you know and so it, it kind of doesn't totally matter I mean there's of course I, I feel like in a traditional drag queen, which is a bizarre statement. I know, I know. <laughs> <Traditional>, <laughs> the idea of a traditional drag queen. But like the there's a I feel like there's a like to some degree the idea of like the illusion. Right. Of, but that's not always there and it's not it's not necessarily a part of everyone's performance either. So Well I but I don't I, d does it only belong to men dressed I mean I, I love that. I don't it think does. it has to, like, but really I I just wouldn't want to infringe on um, an art form that's been around for a very long time. Yeah. You know that, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I have to look into that because that would be, I just went to um, Tennessee, mm -hmm. to, uh, to Nashville to actually be in a parade, a Christmas parade. Yeah. <laughs> a nice Jewish girl in the Christmas parade. I was dressed like an elf. It was kind of crazy. But we went to a drag show there. Yeah. And I... I'm I'm just I'm blown away by the talent, the beauty, the craftsmanship, the artistry, um, and talk about a moment in time putting yourself out there, and um, I I I'm in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, I'm gonna look into that. You're like I'm ready to go home and make some art, man. Gonna be You're a, like totally inspiring me. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think there are, there are women who have done drag performances. I mean, obviously, it is a little bit. I think if you're looking at the kind of the history of drag, you have like the idea of gay men becoming um it's almost again the safety of a costume right, right, um right. basically allows you to be sort of flamboyant and feminine in ways that you are not allowed to be when you are dressed as a man right and the ways we don't ex uh gay men are not allowed to behave in in traditional culture in that way so yeah you you, you don't have that element there right. obviously yeah. it's something that's missing but right. I also feel like I've I have seen women who are, you know, also just so into the idea of like you're talking about the technical aspects of drag and that mm -hmm. they even do the like the the con the extreme contouring to like right. achieve that look that is like essentially designed to make a man's face look, look like, like a, a woman's, woman. but they're like it's so heightened and extreme yeah. that it's kind of become its own thing. It has become its own thing. Yeah. And then I I, I love the freedom of it. That yeah. it creates, and um, and I think that's a that's a that's a male female, wh whoever you are, we all are. I feel want that idea of freedom that I can express myself and I can be myself, even though myself is dressed like someone else. I don't know. It's a really interesting thought. I had to. I'm gonna listen to this because I need to think about everything <laughs> we're talking about right now. <laughs> Well, maybe um, we should we can keep thinking about yeah, weird stuff, and okay. we're gonna walk around. So we right. we've actually, as we've been talking, we're sitting here at the beginning of our one of our newest special exhibitions, Iris von Erpen, and I know I'm not saying that probably right. Oh my right. gosh, I, I was hoping you were because I've 
avoided saying it. I've heard I've heard like three different ways of saying. It. I've heard right. her say her name, and I think it's one of those like, you know, it's like a Dutch name. Dutch, like right. you're, no, we're never gonna say it probably right. right. <laughs> I've heard people. It's like the H doesn't usually get pronounced. I've heard the N kind of not get pronounced. I've also heard though, like when people say Van Gogh, that's almost like Gaffan. Like oh, the V oh. almost becomes an F. So I don't know if you do that here. I don't know. It, like it's just spelled like Iris, isn't it? Yeah, but it's definitely Iris. 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 And um, I, I, I try not like, and that's also the thing, like I try to pronounce it with a way where I'm like halfway between not sounding super pretentious where right. you're like, because if you say it like overdo it, you're like one of those people who's like, and now we're going to go look at Picasso, you know, <laughs> or something, and, you know. And then you're but just you know the worst. what? You were bringing up a really good, <laughs> a good point. Like so many people, I think, are afraid to go to look at art or to be in a space where they're not like a hundred percent. Like, well, I know this. I get this. I understand this. And even a name, like not yeah. feeling comfortable with the name, pronouncing it, makes people stop. You know, yeah. they don't enter and they don't question. Well, I don't know if I've told this story on the show before, so I apologize if you've heard it before, um, <laughs> anyone listening. <laughs> but um, when we had the Van Gogh show mm -hmm. here, um, my husband was talking about it, and he's from Brazil, and he said Van Gogh. And I kind of oh. laughed, and I was like, uh, like silly. we say Van Gogh. <laughs> and then I thought about it, and I was like, but that's not right either. Right. Like, And then the British say Van Gogh, yeah. um, but that's wrong too. Right. Um, but a lot of Americans assume it's right just because they're British, so obviously they know more than we do, right? Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> we think, well, listen to that accent. They must be smart. They must be super smart. Right? Yeah, but yeah, they're yeah. also mispronouncing it too. And so it's like every country has its own way of pronouncing words, and yeah. it's... And it's, you know, say what's fine. It's like if you understand who you're talking about, there's, right. there's no reason to be snobby about it and to like try to make somebody feel bad about it. So it's like, you know, I've come, I've relaxed my uh, feelings on pronounce, pronouncing names because at a certain point it's like, well, unless you're their mom or dad, you're right. probably, you're probably not going to say it right. right. And yeah. it shouldn't stop someone from coming and looking at it yeah. or talking about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. You know? It's like, that's it's not like the important it's okay. part. Right, yeah. I just, I had a, a little ladies luncheon yesterday, a tea, a high tea, and we were talking about macaroons and macarons. Oh, and, yeah. And oh my gosh, that became like a heated debate. Yeah. Over a cookie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, I know. It's like, if you're French, it's a macaron, you know. Oh, that's but, even better. But like, like it's, you know, we're not. And like, again, I'm not going to walk into a into taste of Belgium and be like, oh, could I have a macaron, s'il vous plaît? You know, like, I'm right, not going to do right, that. Like, right. because then I'm that guy. That's super pretentious right, and I love it. Right, Like, you can't <laughs> do that. So it's like, I'm just going to say a macaron because I know that's what but everyone around me says. those are the coconut ones. I know, technically, yes. Yeah, the other ones. The almond are macaron. Yeah, there's only one say. O. So yeah, it's macaron. Yeah, there's only we're one. Gonna, o. I'm gonna have to have a fight with you over this. I can see it. No, I mean you are. It is true. Like they are macaron. Um, but I again, I don't. I know. I know. It but, sounds silly. But the, the thing is, I just don't want that to be a reason for someone to stop. You know, don't not pick that cookie out, point to it, or don't not come to the show. Like, I, I, I was telling people her name was Iris until you, and so I'm like, go see Iris. I mean, it well, is yeah. amazing. And I, we called her that until we said, heard we heard otherwise, right? <laughs> like, so in the office, we would say Iris as well because you see the name, and you go, well, that's, that's what I know. But then you realize, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah, she, she doesn't say her name like that. Yeah, she's so, not okay. from Cleveland. Right, right. right. Or Cincinnati. She's, <laughs> <All right. laughs> she's Dutch. <laughs> yeah, so... So I don't know. I'm probably, again, even at my best, I'm still not doing it 
probably justice. It but, sounds really pretty, though, when you say it. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to look at some pieces. And I don't know um, what would be the best way. We're obviously not going to be able to look at everything. No, there's so much here. Because there's a ton of stuff. And I, so I thought maybe we could just, like, if you remember some of your... You've already seen the show before. I did. I so did. I just thought maybe we could go check out some of your favorites. All or, right. And then we'll just kind of talk, you know, you tell me what you like, and I'll tell you what I like. Okay. Well, well let's talk about this one before we go further. Oh, we don't even have to walk. We're no. Because we're sitting... This, these little stools are kind of co uh, comfy. They are kind of um, comfy. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about this piece. Can yeah. we? Yes, and, and let's go over so we, we get the name right okay. of it, because I don't want to... I know oh, it gosh, has something to do with smoke. it's not in Dutch, is it? No, no. Okay. The, they're all translated. <laughs> um, this one's called Refinery Smoke Dress. Um, so that was the refinery smoke was a collection of different pieces all based on the idea of smoke, which right. becomes pretty clear when you're looking at yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's made out of this. This is a huge dress that like, I don't even know, you, maybe you have better ways of describing it because I am also not a, a super fashion person, but oh, um, I think huge dress works. <laughs> 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 it's, it reminds me of those like uh, sort of I don't know 18th century like French right. gowns that came out from the sides yeah. really big or you know and again I'm probably messing that de historical no, but detail I know exactly up. What you're talking yeah because it's like yeah. all off the sides like yeah. really huge like, if she would not make it through a door she would oh, have to no. go sideways turn sideways exactly yeah. like yeah. in a cartoon yeah <laughs> <laughs> and but it's this um, kind of gauzy metallic. Fabric, but it's metal. It's like yeah, doesn't. It, it's like metal. It yeah, looks gauzy. It looks soft. Right. Yeah. But it's like not. I, yeah. When I say metallic, I don't mean like. Oh, I thought you meant metallic is like in the bronzy color. Right. Right. Yeah. Metallic. Yeah. I mean, it is literally metal. Yeah. Yeah. Literally metal. No, I'm glad yeah. you clarified because that yeah. could sound like it just it's shiny, but it's yeah. no. It is like it is woven metal fibers basically to create this this um, metal. And actually, one of one of the things I was reading I thought was cool that I didn't realize is when this first came out it was silver oh and then it has just oxidized oh you're kidding over time so oh, no so that's just rust yeah that gives it that color so okay so then when and when we're looking at this we're looking at this big dress um that looks like a cloud or looks like smoke and then the top part is matches the color is that also woven metal yeah yeah I think okay it's all the was, same uh, stuff. i thought yeah. that was actually like tool like ruched or something like that i don't know fashion words i just want you to know <laughs> sewing words but it looked oh my gosh i had no idea yeah i think it's the same material just kind of bunched up more um and it, it's almost a, it almost looks like kind of an upside down mushroom cloud doesn't yeah, yeah, it because yeah. Yeah. yeah because you're like the the body is the the her torso is kind of like a that thinner part and then mm -hmm. it bushes out really huge when she calls it refinery smoke, yeah, there's like a little bit of like a political edge to that. Oh, absolutely. You know, if it was just called smoke, like right. smoke, we have that's just sort of like feels elemental and natural. Yes. But yeah. she's she's narrowed it down to like right. refinery smoke. Right. This is from industry. Yeah. So the, I kind of love that it. It's as bad as the smoke that comes out of those. It's become that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about that, like by turning to like rusting over time has like given it that other like like edge crunchy to it. edgy yeah. well and the thing that and i think this speaks like volumes to her from i didn't read a lot about her because we wanted this to be like you know yeah, like yeah. a conversation and i didn't but i but the fact that she let this turn and let the elements the natural elements work her piece seems to fit her philosophy incredibly well. Yeah. It's like super controlled, super controlled. The craftsmanship is outstanding and crazy yeah. and insane. And um but the fact that the the 
she's letting the metal do what metal does mm-hmm. instead of saying, uh-oh, no, 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 no. I got to change this. I got to go back and remake it. It's like this is the process that this metal would take, and she's honoring that and celebrating it yeah. in a really weird way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a really I cool... I love that. I love that, too. Anything else that you you were attracted to about this piece? Um, well, I love tutus, and I wear a lot of tutus personally, <laughs> and that to me is like the ultimate it tutu. Is. It You're is right. like the most ginormous, enormous, incredible, crazy tutu I've ever seen. Yes. And I would totally wear that right now. Yeah. I just have to learn to walk sideways most everywhere. <laughs> well, that's, you know, it's funny <laughs> because that's a one of the, the classic things you hear people who, who just like... Well, where, who's going to wear that? Uh, uh, me. So I'm glad that we have somebody <laughs> volunteering right now because that's one of the things people always uh, kind of come up with when they're confronted with this fashion that seems you know really outlandish. Is like, well, where do you wear something like that? I think, well, that's a good question, though, yeah. like about the whole show. Like so much of this is like um, uh, the material isn't comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, like some is 3D printed or the metal or plastics. So you're not this. This is this is the fine art of fashion um, living in your head. Like what, like this is the stuff if. If I could have the world the way I want it, this is the way I would want people to dress and be. But it's not really the idea of function. Yeah. It's not the idea of an everyday, I'm going to put that on and, you know. But I, And I think that's not that crazy of an idea for people to also wrap their minds around because it's like you also don't put on a tuxedo to go to Kroger, right? right? And right. like there are layers of like, and typically the things that the more formal the occasion, the more uncomfortable the clothes is. the truth. You're right? right. So it's like this kind of extends into That's that. That's kind of interesting. Like, but you're right. But yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, you kind of are expected to be a little bit uncomfortable. To when look you're, good. <laughs> yeah. When you go to, to, you know, a certain thing. And it's like, yeah, you there are limited places you would wear this to probably. Yeah. That's also the case with lots of things you wear probably right. all the time that you don't wear it for every situation, you know. And it does speak back to the history of the way garments were made, you know, like what we're talking about, those big dresses like in the Renaissance and whatever yeah. and like crazy, uncomfortable. The yeah. women especially looked incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. And... um so that yeah kind of speaks to that well cool. and yeah well let's move on yeah, and let's let's go, let's there's, go there's to only like a thousand right we'll move to, to our left because technically this is the side the show starts on okay um all right so we'll kind of follow the order of the show i guess but we can just stop wherever you want um let's stop oh my gosh i just want to stop everywhere i know there everywhere? are so many good ones I think I think we have to talk about the one that looks like snakes all okay, over it. Okay, let's do it. Um, yeah, it's 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 um, kind of right here in the middle. Yeah, and I want to make sure I get the name of this one right, which I think it's one that's uh, it's called uh, Capriole. Is the I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, so that's the sort of collection name here. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, it's this like thin. Feel like it's a plasticky it material. Like, it almost looks like plastic, black plastic cups that have been layered and layered and layered and like made into almost like a like not a tube, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, what, I mean, it, they like, are tube-like. Like yeah. tube? They kind of yeah. look like a segmented worm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like they change in thickness too, right. like where they you know gets real fat and then it shrinks down. And it undulates. Is that a good word? Sure. Does it do that? All right. <laughs> I, I feel so. like it does. It kind feels, of writhes it, <laughs> as um, well. <laughs> You know, like this is 
this is definitely a woman wearing this or a man, whoever is going to wear this. It was not somebody you want to meet in an alley. This one looks like... <laughs> you think it's intimidating? I think it's incredibly, but super sexy. Hmm. Like there's a sexiness to the strength of it. Mm. You know, it's very strong. It's very, um, and I think a lot of Iris's work is very tribal. It feels, um, it it feels very like um, otherworldly, like Galaxy of the Guardians kind of <laughs> crazy town. But then it feels also very old and ancient and very tribal. And to me, this piece looks incredibly tribal. Well, you know, when you're talking about it, the like the sexiness of it, I kind of wonder if maybe that also has to do with like. The, the idea of like femininity being like curvy mm, and like yeah, kind of yeah, relating yeah. back to that idea and like right. taking it in this totally different direction than it normally goes. All curves. Yeah. All curves. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's no angle angle on there at all. It's all. And wow. I love that, that it, it, it um, celebrates the curves of a woman. Yeah. 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 I, I also like the, the other little detail of it is, is the way that, the arms are also those tubes, which oh, I think is like yeah. a great way that like they become, they're otherwise so non-functional. Yes. And then that just one little thing to me ties it back together to become Say like, this is a garment. Right. Because right. otherwise it would just right. almost be like a sculpture you're wearing. And that like one little thing makes it back into more of a garment for me. Um, but this one is definitely, I think pushing that envelope of sculpture, fashion and like being on that edge right absolutely i was watching some videos of her talking and i some there were somebody was interviewing her and they were talking they brought up this idea of like whether she kind of thinks about concealing the body mm. or like revealing the body really and okay. that's like a really this is a piece that definitely feels like it's more on the concealing, concealing side. side but she said she's always very aware of the body yes. and and always wants is always considering that shape in there and i think even this one you can you know it's like if you look at the lines of these tubes they kind of come mm -hmm. in at the waist a little bit and kind of pop back out even though it kind of at first looks like oh, a big yeah. mass no, no, no. yeah yeah i think it's it's it, no, it understands the shape it underneath. It celebrates. It, she's totally a celebrating female form. And you, you see that throughout the collection. Like every piece um, says, yes, we have hips and we have breasts. And, you know, and it, it totally honors that and, and um, accentuates it in ways. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's definitely not saying... I, I I wish we looked like something else, and I'm going to dress you so you, you your body looks like something else. It's more of like I'm celebrating us women in a really interesting way. I, yeah, I don't know. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, no, it's it's, it's yeah. something I hadn't really thought about until I heard her mention it. I was just like, oh yeah, I wonder what like. And now as I'm standing in here, I look and I feel like most of these pieces really do. Um, work with the form but there is a mm -hmm. little bit always of a play back and forth of of where they sort of acknowledge the body and where right. they sort of break from that and that's almost where the fun is yeah is like that game of like i'm gonna show you a little bit and then we're gonna hide it here uh -huh. and so it's it's kind of a fun uh, little dance she's she's having i think because even the pieces that and can we walk down and oh yeah let's talk? keep walking um 
like this one to me, this piece looks like something from Alien. Yeah. Like the movie Alien. It's like, like an H.R. Giger uh, <laughs> sort of creation. Yeah. So this is in the same collection, the same yes. uh, Capriole or yeah. Capriolet. I don't know Capriolet? exactly. Capriolet? I don't know. I like Capriolet. It sounds a little know. bit fancier. So I like it. Um, but yeah, I think this is a, a 3D printed, um, like a lot of people like call it like a skeleton dress, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. I've seen. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, can, it seems very rigid in that way too. Um, it does, but it only covers, um, like, you know, not even half of the body. Right. As far, so it's, it is rigid, but there's so much, um, negative space and the negative space, the space that's not dealt with by the, the 3d boning is, is beautiful as well. Yeah. So the parts that she has chosen to leave open, um, also create beautiful images and, and shapes. And I love the idea that she, you know, we think of fashion, or at least I think of fashion as um, mostly soft materials, right. mostly sewn on a, a sewing machine or by hand. Um, but the idea that she uses engineers and she uses um, 3D printing and she uses scientists. So she's taken fashion to a whole different plane, a whole different level of thinking, which maybe this is the future of fashion if we don't have cotton to, to use <laughs> right. or we don't have right. wool or, you know, well, we'll always have polyester. So that's a given. <laughs> yeah. And it's when you're talking about the high tech aspect of it, it's also making me think about how I, I love that this on one hand, of course, we know it's made, it's, it's a 3d printed piece. Um, so it seems like very high tech, but then it's like referencing the most like ancient right. bone, you know, right. and there's almost something right. kind of, you know, caveman it's feeling about it, you know, you, yeah. you, you know, you kind of, um, it, it feels also ancient at the same time. Absolutely. So. And that almost looks like a rib cage, doesn't it? Yeah. Like that looks, you know, yeah. I, yeah. And, it, and, it, and then what it does too on the hips, which is interesting. I think a lot of these, um, not a lot, but many of her pieces really ex accentuate the hips. Yeah. So to me that speaks super, uh, super feminine and super, um, oh, like what's it like? Oh, I don't want to say childbearing, but when we think of the hips as like spreading and things like that, when you're, yeah. when you're pregnant and you're having a child, it like, to me, that feels like honoring that movement that a female body takes at different stages of their lives. Yeah. Well, and it's really, uh, I was just thinking about the, you know, we we're talking about how much, you know, skin is shown mm -hmm, through this too. Mm -hmm. So there's this like interesting back and forth of like vulnerability mm -hmm. and then, but mm -hmm. also feeling very protected very. through this like shell. Uh, yeah. You know. Like you, like, uh, like you, you, like you can't touch her. Right. You know, well, like it's like very pointy. Yeah. It's very pointy. So it you looks, don't want to touch her. It looks like dangerous <laughs> to touch. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, so it's this really interesting idea of like being sort of vulnerable, vulnerable but, but like protected. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anything else down here? Oh, let's just keep walking. Um, I think, you know, it's funny when you walk into this gallery space, like one side of the room is almost more traditional looking, looking uh, garments. Yeah. So, um, the side that is synthesism. Synesthesia. 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 Almost looks like gala gowns, you know, like you could actually, this you could buy. Yeah. Like, you know, these look, so, so the juxtaposition of these pieces across the way from it, which are almost 
entirely not functional right um is really intriguing to me yeah they're very yeah the, these are definitely at least in, as we're looking at the synesthesia collection to the escapism collection across from right. it is like yeah completely yeah. Uh, way less practical and yeah it seems almost like architectural yes. and, yes. and this this one in the middle here um yeah i was looking up like I know Bjork wore this. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Or one of from this collection. I don't know if it's specifically this one in the middle, but um, as well as the snaky one we were looking at too. She oh, really? performed she in did? that one oh, too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, but they almost look like it. Almost feels like West Side Story to me. Like you're walking down at any minute. <laughs> Sharks and Jets. With, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like because, and I think the museum has done a brilliant job of um, of uh, what's it called? Like putting the pieces out there you know, like exhibition the exhibitionism, design? the exhibition design, yeah. because they do look like they are talking to each other and moving towards each other. And, um, and I kind of love that a lot, but let's go look at splash or it yeah. looks like a splash. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. A, no, that's, the, a, that's definitely that one. I think, called? uh, people, well, I don't know if this one has its own, um, name? specific name. It's part of the crystallization series. Uh, we can get a little closer here. I'm going to okay. walk us over just okay. to look at that specific right, label. Um, to see if it does have, I, I think if you said splash, everyone would know. Would know the one. Yeah, it's just called crystallization dress, dress. collar. Um, nice. So yeah, it, it it's in in the you know idea of this whole series um, was all inspired by water and sort of right. the different phases of water. So you know you have maybe this last one that maybe represents ice or or some sort of like crystallizing oh, of right, water right, right. a little bit more, um, and you have. This one, which feels like definitely about the most liquidy, yes, absolutely, <laughs> point of water. Right, and then this is like more of like steam or maybe smoke. Yeah, or I something? don't know. I haven't I haven't yeah. heard specifically and, yeah. about that one, but I could see that just because of the sort of airiness of those pockets and stuff. I think that's yeah an appropriate read on it. You oh, know, thank you. I would feel thank like you. I like that. I have yeah. I I thought maybe as much. I think that sounds good to me. Um, um. <laughs> and and I think maybe she, you know with some of these pieces, I think she's maybe trying to get to 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 multiple states of that. You know, because you have right. this like. The one that I was saying feels a little icier. Yeah, it does. It has mm -hmm. that like skirt though that feels very much like a little cascading waterfall. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so in you know when you think about maybe different forms of water existing at once and right, right. But yeah, do you know how she uh, makes these? No, do you? Yes. Oh, please tell me. Okay, please tell me. <laughs> but I have to just say, just as we're yeah, we're ahead. saying this. Um, and and I and this is the teacher in me, so sure. but it's like you know when you come to an exhibit and we talked about this, just even not understanding how to say her name right. like perfectly, it's okay, it's okay. And you come to an exhibit and look at pieces and have a conversation and think about it, and maybe the way you perceive it or you see it is not exactly the intent of the artist. Yeah, but it's really okay. Oh, it's totally. Like, you know, and I and I think we just need to give ourselves that freedom to dress the way we want and. Come and look at something that we're not quite sure of and, and have a conversation. Think about it. Yeah, I mean, you know? I, I always think it's like you come to, you know, everything you approach, you're bringing your own history with it. You're bringing right. your own personality to it. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, to me, that's what makes it interesting is you're going to look at this thing and it might remind you of something different and it might make me think of something else. And, and you know, it might not be what the artist thought of or right. was thinking of. And that's OK. Like, it's okay. it doesn't it's matter. It's really OK. And yeah. I think if, if you've been I feel like if you've been on the 
other side of it as an artist and you make something, you know that at a certain point you put that thing out and your intentions kind of don't matter at a certain point right. because you're not going to be there every second to somebody. like whisper in somebody's <laughs> Excuse ear. Excuse me, no, 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 that's not what I meant at all. Right. <laughs> and there's a certain point where like you might have meant this thing and you know, you take it and you show it, you know, somewhere and everyone's talking about it and they're all getting something totally different. Right. And then you go, well, maybe I was wrong. Right, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I've been wrong about my own word before, yeah, you know. I thought I've made something about one thing and then somebody else goes, oh, I think it's this. And then everyone else kind of goes, oh, I think it's. I think it's it, right. And then you start thinking about it and you're like, oh, I think they're right. Like, yeah. I think I, I think I just didn't understand what I was what doing. What I was doing at the time. Because so, sometimes right. you're working in such an intuitive way, right? Yeah. And you know that something is intuitively right. And then it's like the, the your thoughts on it come after the fact a lot yeah. of times. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm doing this thing because I know I want to make it. And it's like, it's maybe tapping into something you don't even understand yet. Right. And then later on you look back and you go, oh. oh that's what I was doing. <laughs> oh, it's so obvious now. Oh, geez. But, okay, so please tell me. And I'm so curious um, how this is made. So it's kind of interesting because I, I, I wanted to talk about this because when, you know, we've got another 3D printed uh, piece here. Yeah. Um, but she is not just like interested in super high tech um, techniques and in fact um, when she was younger she was like kind of afraid of using the computer and mm. like really wanted to she was very much about like using her hands right. and like just getting in there making stuff um, you know those early pieces over there are all made out of children's uh, umbrellas right, ribs yeah, yeah the first what kind of the first ones we came past um, but this is basically she found this type of plastic that works really well for this technique and all she does is it's like a big like she starts with a big flat rectangle of plastic and then she's like using a heat gun that's what yes that's just what to it looks melt like. it yeah, 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 yeah. and and she's yeah. using little pliers to twist and turn it as she's and, doing it and kind of snipping it in certain yeah. ways and cutting it and actually working it in a way like not too um dissimilar to when you see somebody working with hot glass and they're right. kind of manipulating yeah. the hot glass but this is just just melted plastic melted plastic um, but one of the things I thought was interesting, I was watching her do the technique and she was saying how like she has to be really careful to not uh, repeat um, herself and when she's doing it because you can sort of maybe keep making the same shapes if you're not careful. And it's not organic that way. And then she's like, but water doesn't look like that. Right. Water doesn't repeat, right. you know, so you have to be careful to like try to do it all very different each time. I think that um, the thing that's super intriguing to me, and we talked about this a little earlier, just the way that I like to communicate with my art is that moment in time. This looks like we just happened to walk in at the perfect time when this beautiful woman in this gorgeous dress was walking through this big piece of water. Yeah. Big, you know, it's like, and we caught her. Yeah. That second, like that Polaroid second. And I love that. Well, and I, I know she, she's done some where she's referenced photographs, and that's one of her challenges is to find the right picture to kind of capture the shapes she's looking for so that they are accurate to water. Um, but, of course, also water separates and, and breaks up into little blobs and things yeah. that you can't do. So she's also trying to find that moment where the water is sort of like still connected so that yeah. she can kind of repeat that uh, shape. Well, let's um, maybe uh, walk over so yeah. we can check out a little bit of the other, other side. side. Okay. And then we ask, we, I just, we don't need to stop and talk about it right now, but you have got to come and look at those shoes, the shoes that, the, the pieces that she has in the other gallery space. Oh, yeah, All yeah, those yeah. ridiculously incredible shoes. Yes. That, um, you know, I'm pretty much 
uh, wearing flats at this point, but <laughs> <laughs> even just the idea of a high heel scares me. But you look at her her shoes that are um, they, they're otherworldly. Yeah, I mean, how else do you? And and they look intimidating, and they look um, fierce. You yeah, know, just in, and the idea of finishing these looks off with those incredible shoes, you can just imagine. Yeah, that. yeah, they are definitely interesting. And I've watched videos of, you know, the models walking oh, in yeah, them yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and, they're, yeah, yeah. and they're, you know, they're, they, 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 they do fine. They, do it. they seem like you look and you're like, how could you even walk in those? But they, right. they, they manage. They, <laughs> they totally manage. Yeah, they're actually probably not that different than walking in, in high heels, which are uncomfortable enough as it is. As it is. <laughs> yeah. But the, the beauty of all of this is like when you look at it, it's like, yes, of course, the craftsmanship and all that. But these these are functioning garments. Yeah. So she has to be incredibly conscious of the shoes, the the way the pieces move. And when you watch the videos, you see that um, uh, just how the women are walking in the in the shoes and in the garments and they're they're on their body. It's working. It's yeah. you know, it's a functioning thing. You probably don't want to sit down in it, but Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably impossible in some of them, but yeah. All right, I want I'm gonna turn the table on you. Well, I want you to pick one. Okay. Um, I want actually, you to pick I'm one. really, I really love this piece that we are right next to, okay. which is part of, uh, I guess, hybrid, hybrid holism, holism? Um, yeah. collection. It's the first one on the platform here. And the reason I like this one is it's both like feels, we're talking about like kind of otherworldly and sci fi mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. this like, where where the arms go, you yeah, know, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. She's all kind of wrapped up on, on one level. But then there's something about it that it feels familiar um mm. and almost feels like something i would see like liza minnelli at studio right, right, 54 right. <laughs> or something right like there's something that references kind of greta garbo like walking out you know like in that <laughs> there's something about like this feels like there's something kind of 80s almost it's about totally it. 80s you're right you're um, right it's totally 80s and so that i like because it's just got a little bit of playfulness to it and that it it's i don't know it's not so so serious maybe to me like i think it's it's kind of fun in that way that it it feels like playful, like uh, something kind of party or something. That is so f See, now my interpretation of that is not playful. Yeah. Isn't that funny? I This seems very formal to me. Well, I mean, I can... Like I, like know? I said, her arms are constrained. They so are constrained. So, I mean, that is that is probably, it is not a super fun thing to wear in that way. So Okay, and you're going to think this is not into my personality or whatever, but I love sci-fi. Like, that's my idea of a good time. I yeah. sit on the couch and watch sci-fi i love it yeah and um this super feels fifth element to me you know that bruce willis one yeah well um, those are all uh gaultier uh designed oh, the costumes for that jean-paul gaultier i did not know that yeah yeah that so those are all like sense. very high fashion right. really too oh my gosh yeah, yeah. um yeah this one for some reason reminds me of the opera singer mm -hmm. remember but mm -hmm. i think all of the the tubes were coming they were coming out of her belly too weren't they I think the so. tubes or were they out of her head and it's really funny too <laughs> i in in my uh extensive youtube research oh, uh, as yes, well where i was yes. watching <laughs> where i was watching iris talking about things somebody had like asked her a question about sci-fi right. and whether she would ever design for a sci-fi movie and she gave a pretty non-committal answer right, she was right. kind of like oh she she said she wasn't she's like not really particularly interested you know it's not like 
a passion of hers or anything, but she was like, you know, if it was the right movie and I was interested, like, sure. Like, I don't know. She wasn't like, oh, I'm obsessed with sci-fi. No. Yeah. It doesn't seem like she is. It seems like, you know, I am obsessed with sci-fi. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But it seems like she's, like some of these pieces of the one next to it looks like leaves. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You know, it's like, what a contrast. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. I think she's more interesting. You know, when she talks about her inspiration, it always seems like very directly like, pulled from nature or like pretty abstract concepts and so she's not so interested in like referencing pop culture or something she's more like I want to make something that's about like electricity right? right, <laughs> or, like, right. you know, something strange like that. Like she's going to go to something really abstract that does not seem like it should work for clothing yeah. and then um, pull something else. Which is a huge challenge, you know, yeah. like that she challenges herself. I love it. Okay. I, I do want to okay. look at something okay, else. Let's look here. at something else. So yes. I, we're going to walk down pretty okay. far to the end here All to right. the wilderness embodied. And again, love. to talk about like maybe things that make me think of movies. Okay. <laughs> Is this this Ooh, down here? This one, okay. With these Ooh. bird heads. Oh, I don't think I noticed the bird heads till now. I oh. love this piece. Yeah, so much. So is that a is this a three D printed or is this just plastic? Do you know? I think it is just plastic, plastic. that is cut. Um, it might. Uh, let's go. This okay, is where Russell look? does not remember everything. So let's okay. go read a label. All right. And see, because it should uh, tell It'll us tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. 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 Uh, so it is the their laser cut feathers so are they real gull skulls um because it doesn't it says gull skulls so i would assume that means they are real (laughs) okay Okay. i love that usually if it was just plastic it would say plastic plastic you know Um, it might not even say gull skulls so wow that's pretty crazy i didn't realize that either that's insane i wonder what they're coated with so they don't yeah it looks like some kind of plastic material like a silicone or a yeah. yeah So okay, so um, so tell me what, why? Like, I mean, like, now that I'm sitting here with you and standing here with you, yes, this totally grabbed me. But why did this grab you initially? Is it the hmm. little birds, the gull skulls? I think so. I, I I feel like I have talked about probably on the show before my obsession with the movie Labyrinth. Oh, um, they do. Look and like and that so little... like it's 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 very like Jim Henson workshop to me <laughs> right, that right. there's these like that. little characters popping off of her um who in my mind are of course like real uh wisecrackers. Um mm-hmm. so I think that's uh funny uh but then also I like that there is something there's the absurdity of those birds, but then it seems like very like chic. Yes, and this chic. like this the featheriness of the mm-hmm. material. So I like that playfulness of like this idea of almost like status and like wealth that's coming oh, across. You know, almost like the um, and like my grandma has those those um, those those fox um, neck pieces where they yeah, keep yeah, the yeah, little. Yeah. Exactly. Fox face on it and it clips to hold it on. That you're right. That feels that same. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's taking that idea and taking it to this like crazy level. Yeah. And I love it. Like those are the feathers that belong to the birds that are yeah stuck on her <laughs> shoulder. And okay. And then this is also something really interesting when you walk through the pieces, the colors, and you know, this is like the absolute most perfect shade of pale pink. Ever. Yeah, it's and very fleshy, very. but just like a like a little like a, yeah, a little pinker, like a little a little rose, a little pink. Yeah, like, it's a little warmer than skin tone, so it's just like it's yeah. There's something about that too that makes me think of like 
something very that makes me think of wealth again. There's something right. about that very understated pink. Yeah, there's there is a regalness to it. And um and okay, so this is something I don't like being by myself. I'm always with someone. I always like even the grocery store, I'll call a friend. I'm like, <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Let's go to the grocery store. Like I feel like if I had that on, I would always have three little friends with me everywhere I went. <laughs> Those like creepy little gold guys would just be like my buddies. Yeah. And and I also and I think a lot of these pieces, it's it, they are protecting. There's something for those galls are you know, it's like you can only get so close to this incredibly beautiful regal person because those gall skulls are going to go after you if you. Yeah. So a lot of the pieces feel like you said, like armor almost. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. coming back to that. <laughs> Very interesting. Very uh, otherworldly. And she, she, I saw she interned with um, Alexander McQueen, mm -hmm. which makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, that. You know the uh, the over the topness, the ornateness, the attention to detail, the craftsmanship. The um, uh, there's a whimsy. Yeah, you know, totally. Like, not whimsy in a playful way, but a whimsy in a in a very thoughtful. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not, not recognizable way. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's 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 not. You wouldn't look at the most of these pieces, and even like this one, which is to me kind of. I would never think of this as like a silly piece or no, something. Gosh, like no. it's not. Uh -uh. They're not clownish or anything. No, no, they're no, kind no. of, um, you know. Th but I, I I like that too because it there is just enough of that playfulness that it doesn't take itself too seriously. seriously. Like right. I love that, and I I think there's just a little bit of that. Like even this this one with the. Uh, uh, next to it with the white and, and the, the black, black. Yeah. like it's it's you know it's there's something just sort of fun about those shapes that are kind of like popping out and it's mm -hmm. I don't know it's it's again I would say there's a there's definitely a playfulness to that there's definitely I agree and um, this whole series these three so is this one of the ones that was based on the electricity yes because that's what it feels like yep yep this these, series. these three yep, are yep, the yep. Vol the voltage series so yeah you can see they all feel very like radiating very and, much so and the way the that you know almost the one next to it the way it looks like electricity is kind of racing around the body mm -hmm. like the way uh, the kind of paths electricity might take you know and the other one almost feels like lightning yeah in a way like yeah. just yeah. Well, and um, using the, you know, again, the, the metal, the, the metal and, right. and those forms um, to create that sort of jaggedy uh, shapes. And it's so reflective, again, to mm -hmm. think about uh, the light from electricity and lightning, like right, you're saying. Right, Wow. Well, I think so, our time is about up. Oh, I'm so sad. I know, we could talk, so we we could talk, talk all, all day. day. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we'll have to have you back to look at something that. else so we can we can keep going. Okay, all right. Thank you so much for joining me today, Pam. Thank you, Russell. This was super fun. I'm glad you had a good time. <laughs>3 p.m. for a free gallery experience about the oldest pieces in the collection currently on view and how they relate to the culture of today. 
For program reservations and more information, visit CincinnatiArtMuseum.org. And while you're there, check out images of some of the pieces Pam and I discussed today. Go to Events and Programs, and then scroll down to Art Palace Podcast. And we still want to learn about you, so please take our very quick listener survey while you are there, too. You can follow the museum on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and even join our Art Palace Facebook group. Our theme song is Ofrand Musicale by Bacalao. I'm Russell Eyrig, and this has been Art Palace, produced by the Cincinnati Art Museum. <laughs>